What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night. Kick your shoes off, grab something cold or warm to drink. Uh, we're chatting fishing. So, welcome to Doc Talk. Welcome back, everybody, far and wide. Some of us just wide. <laughs> um, got uh, our esteemed panel for the night. We'll go around the room, uh, let you guys inter reintroduce yourself to those who may not have watched the doc talk before. So we'll start with uh, Mr. Russell in the top uh, corner there. And tell us about yourself, where you hail from, and what kind of boat you're fishing in. All right. So uh, Russell Johnson here. I am about an hour south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A little town called Witsit on the river called the Yakagani. Um, Instagram handle Yak Bassin, Y-U-G-H-B-A-S-S-I-N. Uh, it's all about the river I grew up on. Um, I am in a few boats for Jackson this year. Um, most uh, recent is the NAR, and I'll be in a Kusa X. I am a river, river guy, so the Kusa X is going to be my target boat this year. And then my big water boat and my everyday big tournament boat is going to be the NAR. Very nice. Matt Ball, what you got going on? Hey, Matt Ball. I'm from uh, Little Hawking, Ohio. I'm about uh, a little less than two hours southwest of my buddy Russell there. And uh, I'm on the Ohio River, which is not nearly as exciting as the Yakagani River. But uh, uh <laughs> I'm fishing. Uh, I'm fishing this year uh, again. All my tournament, uh, most of my tournaments will be taken out of the uh, the NAR with a Torquedo power, and uh, I'm also going to be uh, using that new Kusa X uh, as much as I any anywhere that it uh, anywhere I can. So, looking forward to uh, putting some time in that boat here as soon as it weather breaks. So. Yep. For sure. Now, here's the big question. New new year, new boats. What color you guys get this year? Well, <laughs> I've got the yellow jacket coming uh in the uh the X. So and I I didn't do a new boat this year for uh I it takes so long to get my tournament boat set and ready that uh mm -hmm. you know, and uh there's no need. So uh that that NAR is is laid out just like I like it. So, and that Aurora it's, color uh, is a pretty color. Yeah, so. I like that color. So, you, uh, my NAR is going to be Tiger Shark, and my mm -hmm. Kusax is still up in the air. We're frozen up here, so really haven't gave that too much thought. Um, that boat's going to be a throw and go boat for me, so it's not going to be a lot of rigging. Uh, my NAR set up exactly the way I need it. I'm super comfortable in it. Um, so there's no reason for me to change anything. Um, mm -hmm. Jackson has been uh, doing a little inline changes with the boat, adding stiffeners for the floor. So there's nothing that I need to, you know, 
since I have last year's boat, we just added the floor sniffers and it's mm-hmm. just like 2023 is yep. going off the line. Yep. And I'm going double ply. So I'll be double blue. I'm happy about that. Back in blue. Got rid of that whole red boat thing. I'm not a fan of team red boat. I was on it for a little <laughs> bit. Wasn't my jam. Me and the red boat did not get along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everybody, I mean, what's on the docket for you guys? I mean, tournament season's getting ready to start for a lot of people. Um, everybody floods down south this time of year, as a lot of people know, and it's, you know, the kickoff for many, many things. So what are you guys looking at to kick this year off, kind of like where you're going to be fishing and what you're going to be doing? Um, I'm going to go back to running and gunning. Um, my my business is taking a lot of my time, so I really haven't currently made a schedule. There's things on there that are bucket list fisheries that I want to go to. Um, and I'm going to attack those as a, if I got the weekend or a couple days to shoot down and go, um, knowing the boats are rigged, it's, it's going down and just getting on the water. Um, so I haven't made a schedule, but I'm also going to take time to, uh, start fishing with some other local guys and, and bringing the, the friendship back close to smaller tournaments. Very good. Very good. How about you, Matt Ball? Yeah, I'm, uh. I'm going to be kicking it off. My first event will be the Hobie Harris chain uh, in Florida. Uh, third week, third week of February, I think. Um, I had planned to head to Florida this coming weekend, uh, but uh, just all the different things I've got out there this year, I decided to, uh, it just wasn't working out. Uh, I needed to take this weekend to, keep getting ready you know it's been a crazy but i've got uh, i've got quite a few events uh, i'm going to fish uh right now i'm going to fish probably four maybe five of the hobie events uh about three of the Bassmaster events i'm also fishing the classic uh down in uh at chick um and uh i'm going to hit all the kbf events that that i can uh in between so that's my that's my plan and then I will, I'm always, I'm a big part of, you know, supporting uh, Mountain State Kayak Anglers, West Virginia Kayak Anglers, Southern West Virginia Kayak Anglers. Um, all three of those West Virginia clubs have been uh, something that I've really enjoyed and if in, in, uh, over the last few years, or well, ever since I started. So um, mm. it is truly the most fun uh overall fun that I've, I have uh, throughout the years fishing the, the local events. So, um, and we've got some good, they've got some good schedules. They've the three clubs in West Virginia, you can pretty much fish a tournament any weekend you want uh, now. So, and they're all run very well. Uh, hats off to the, the guys that are running all three of the clubs. Now they work together really well. And um, I'm really proud of, of how they've uh, kind of, kind of got gotten together and made a they're still their own thing but they work together and they don't step on each other and uh they support each other it's awesome it really is right now russell brought up something pretty good today and i'm gonna kind of spin this this way just a little bit you know we've been cooped up all winter all all three of us and many people around the country as fishermen deer season's over we've had christmas we're in dead middle of january it's cold. We're tired of being cold. Yeah. But we really look forward. I think once boat show season 
and those first tournaments of the year start rolling around. It's all about getting out and seeing your buddies. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, how, when we talk about kayak fishing, I think, and Matt, I know you do a lot of fellowship with the different anglers as you travel around and Russell, same with you. Uh, you've got a lot of different things going on. Let's, what does that mean? What, let's rephrase that. What does it mean, the friendships that have come from the sport of kayak fishing? I mean, how has that impacted your guys' life? Well, I'll you start. start uh, <laughs> okay, I will start. Um, first of all, the guy in the upper right-hand corner here, uh, the, the fact that he is one of my dear friends, a brother, and someone that I, I, I lean on for just about anything. I know I can call him. That that friendship, him and I would not probably even know each other if it hadn't been for this sport. And Russell and I have traveled across the country together, uh, and we met doing this on the local scene. Um, I consider him a, a true friend that uh, forever. So that's the kind of thing that you find in this. I mean, if I look around the country, I can probably name someone that I consider a dear friend in just about just about any state you want to name right now through this sport. Yeah. Um, now that's that's the national side of it. Yeah, you know, but like I was talking with Russell, I've got dear friends in the state that are literally close to home. I travel mm -hmm. with them, and you know, me and Russell have traveled a lot together. Um, we love to travel together when we have time. With but we're both busy with families and. You know, a lot of times that doesn't work out, but some of my most fond travel memories have been with someone like, uh, uh, like Russell, you know, we, uh, and we do pretty darn good when we fish, uh, tournaments together. We, you get us together and to break down some water, <laughs> it's, we do pretty good. So. Uh, well, and you're well fed too, if you're hanging out with Russell. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, I, I say that, but this is something that people don't realize we, we hardly even take time to eat when we're traveling. I mean, that's that's a fact. I mean, oh, yeah. we eat, but it is just like you go into another gear, um, and it's not like you're 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 making yourself miserable. It's just you're driven to find figure. You know what what little time you have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't take that time, and then when you finally get off the water or it's dark, you're literally rigging stuff and ready to go to bed so you can get up early the next day and build on what you figured out the day before, especially pre-fishing and, uh, mm -hmm. and in tournament, you know, we usually uh, sneak in a few good meals here and there though. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, so for me, um, I love the travel, love meeting people. I mean, that, that goes right in hand in hand with my job and being in a restaurant business, being in, you know, a customer service base thing um but like with matt um there's been a few guys that i've traveled with and me and matt travel a lot we've been broke down on the side of the highway changing out alternators together we've been <laughs> a little bit of everywhere uh, we've been confused together um probably seeing each other uh tear up over moments in our life mm -hmm. um yep and you know that to hear matt you know both of you know he's got some weddings coming up those mm -hmm. are monumental things that i kind of look up for him because He's a little bit further with his family than I am with mine. I got two little girls and he's got one girl and, and, and some boys that are leaving the house, you know, and I can't yeah. fathom that yet. 
but I know there's somebody um, that is going to guide me in the right direction um, in, in my thoughts and, and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, Matt is is definitely on the fellowship of whatever I need to talk about, whatever I need to lean in and do. Hold on. Somebody wants to say hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Whatever, you know, whatever, everybody, somebody wants to talk about, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, um, you meet those people that, that, that we depend on. Um, I might not have seen Matt in the last six months, but I know when I see him, I'm going to tell him to his face, I love you. And I want to give him a hug because we've built that bond, um, that these little plastic boats will never change. That's what brought us together. And I sent you a picture about one of the first times that I see Matt, um, and since then, <laughs> he lapsed. I know but, uh, what picture this is. What I couldn't get over was how young you guys looked. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago. It was a while <laughs> ago. Um, but that was, you know, what they call the mud hole down there in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's where friendships, so many friendships that started on the banks of whether it be a lake, a river, the ocean, a, a, a creek that are unbreakable because we have that general thing that brings us together. Um, Mm -hmm. And it often takes us further than fishing. And that's what it's done with me and a whole bunch of guys. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's, there's people I consider friends and there's people I consider family and, you know, Matt fits that family category for me. Absolutely. So when you, when we talk about Matt talked about the local level, just a little bit here. You know, what are some of the things, Russell, I know you're, you're talking, you know, with the restaurant and everything, you're going to be fishing a lot more local stuff, running and gunning. And Matt, you'll be doing the same with the usual clubs that you like to fish with. Um, what are some of the things that you, from your experience and travels, that you're able to take back to these guys that are, you know, fishing at the local level, having a good time? How do you continue to build that environment? Um, with the experience that you guys have had over these years? Um, so with that, I think um, you can travel and still fish at a local level. So I fished, mm-hmm. you know, the, the clubs Matt mentioned down in West Virginia, but traveling from Pennsylvania. So I fished a full year of the mountains, like Mountain State Kayak Anglers. Um, and it was support because it was it was travel. Every event was three plus, four plus hours from me. Nights in a van, nights in a car, people lending couches or you know wherever uh, sharing campgrounds or here's the little hideaway spot next to the lake to sleep in mm-hmm. um so to tell people you know some of the events are getting expensive because the sport's growing and making it more elite on certain ends but mm-hmm. to travel there's nothing wrong with reaching out that somebody fishes in ohio and you want to go travel and fish Ohio. you can still fish at grassroots very basic very personal events but once you take a chance on one of these bigger events, it's the same thing, just a little bit higher stake, which are just not financially capable for some people. Yeah, that's that's very good. Gene asked and to the- see the picture. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pause pause your thoughts for just a second, Matt. And we'll throw the picture yeah. up here. Here we go. Uh slides. Uh you have no slides. Add from your computer, upload files. I wasn't ready. This is like the first time that I've tried to <laughs> pull this off here. Let's see. Upload. We're just going to present share screen. I'm I pretty sure my dad, my dad took this picture. Is that correct? it was either your dad or Koi, And I can't remember okay. which one it was. Yeah. All right, here we go. 
There you go, Miss Jean. That is the photo. You got to zoom in to look at the look of disgust on my face after I just fished that bank. <laughs> you gotta love that kind of stuff. <laughs> so like, there's the photo really, for all you, you just, all you, you guys just caught watching that live. Where we where we took out? You just caught that right where we're taking out. <laughs> yeah. right. Now that we've interrupted your train of thoughts, Matt, back to it. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, that that's a good memory, and uh, there has been a, honestly back to I'll talk about that that event in that lake, but I'm pretty sure that was the event right after I won the national championship, and uh, that was my first event after I came back from the national championship, and uh, that one will always be a a really fond memory. One, Russell won it. Um, and then two, uh, my home club absolutely surprised me with a, a, a really great shindig. Uh, you know, just really, it was having my family down. Um, one of those things I'll never forget. Uh, so that that's, there's a lot of really cool memories every time I see, anytime I go to that lake and see that picture. So that was uh i think that was pre-fishing though that was pre-fishing that was the day before yeah. the tournament and then uh yeah i got a few more like at the the next day yeah yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> but no uh back to uh back to the thing i say about the the local events i will never i would never ever in a million years uh consider the local events subpar in in competition to a national event and and i say that especially in there may not be the numbers now when you russell and i started out in west virginia we had more numbers at some yeah, of our local terms. events than what we were had we met way more people at our local events than we ever had uh at the national events but hands down some of the best anglers that you're ever going to come against are going to be the local guys. Um, they don't have the time that we do to travel, but that doesn't mean they're not absolute hammers. And it's a good thing. There's a lot of locals, the people that are, uh, that are out there um, fishing these national tours are really lucky that a lot of the a lot of the locals that I know of from West Virginia aren't out there doing it or else we'd be not winning very many things. <laughs> There'd be a lot less checks getting cashed from uh, there's some absolute sticks and that's I think that's in every state. Um, but one thing that Russell and I both have kind of and I, I'm proud to say I think that fishing where we grew up and in the waters that we have grown up in has made us succeed in the national scene for one reason, and I think that is, we don't have, we have some amazing fisheries, uh, but we don't, we're used to really tough days on the water. Mm -hmm. We're used to having to grind it out, to figure it out. Um, we're used to crowded water. We're used to, uh, uh, you know, crowded boat ramps, crowded everything. Because when we have our events, you know, the, our bodies of water are so small. We go to these national events, it's like you have a lake to yourself a lot of times. So 
Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Absolute incredible competition, and it gets better and better and better every year on the national scene. Um, mm. But the yeah. locals, um, I've lo- I've won less local events than I have national events overall in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've not I've done better on the national events than I have some of the local stuff. You know, so just because it's it, just it's tough. I, I think it some of that being. Some of that being said, Matt, is like when I go to Lake Chickamauga, I can go to YouTube and type in Lake mm-hmm. Chickamauga and mm-hmm. find out information. The waters Tons we have readily available to us, you you can't find the Yakagani River, the Allegheny River, or even much information about the Susquehanna River because we yeah. don't have those big body, big boat tournaments. The information's mm-hmm. not like you have to have a jet boat to get on the Susquehanna. Um, the biggest water I fish is Lake Erie, but most of those tournaments are going to be held in New York or out in Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, St. Clair and stuff like that. It kind of plays the same, but I think where we excel is knowing that we have to search because there was no information given. So when mm-hmm. we get, get some information, our search is still the same and we can add on the information that we find out about, you know, the lakes that have uh, that that material available to us, but it, it totally transformed me from a different angler, you know, going to these bigger lakes that have all the information, but still grinding my own way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Russell a question. Ask I think away. I want to know the answer. What's your least favorite national lake that you've, that you've ever traveled to to fish? Anything within the dams of the Tennessee river. <laughs> What was the vaulted half the bass fishing world? (laughs) I, I, and here's the thing I, I spent probably my most miserable event, not because of who I was with, but on this, on a body of water that he literally told me, he said, I don't know why I'm going here because I hate this lake. Gunnersville. (laughs) (laughs) we that is the only time in my career let me think if i'm lying i don't think i am i think it's the only time in my entire fishing tournament career that i did not stay the entire event uh we had such a bad first day uh my truck broke down the day before the tournament Uh, oh man the, the, the 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 fan clutch locked up it sounded like i was driving a uh, freight train the whole time and uh, I think we literally caught one fish uh, and we was like let's go home uh, we were both homesick and uh, <laughs> ready to go home I just could not figure anything out like if I would have caught some 12 inch fish I would have been happy but <laughs> everything was going wrong like yeah. I do not I don't even look at Gunnersville on a lake I really went there because of the fellowship with Matt like Hey, congratulations, there, Trey. Yeah, congratulations, um, yeah. Trey. Happy to hear it. Um, but I went there for the fellowship and possibly changing my mind, but it just solidified my hate for that lake. Yeah. So here I'm gonna add to this question. <laughs> I have I have I have this place. Is there a place that like if you if you won, you're never going back? It's like that is it. I've won here. I'm never going back. 
I can't say that. That's <laughs> that. Um, are you? I I I don't know if you were breaking up or if I'm breaking up, but I didn't hear that question. So is there is there a body of water, local or national? Mine's local, but if you won on this body of water, you would just say it's been my Achilles heel. I've won. I ain't going back. No, not really. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I say it every time I get done, but I mean, I, you're, everybody will think I'm crazy when I say this, but I, I started my career by winning the national championship on Kentucky Lake. But mm. I will tell you, it's probably one of my least favorite lakes to fish in a kayak tournament for one reason is I, you literally have to drive thousands of miles to fish that lake yeah. in a kayak and nothing is close. you you spend mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours to get around that lake to get to you almost, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The amount of driving you have to do to, to, to break down that lake in a kayak. Now you can kind of pick a section and hit a bunch of stuff in that. But if you really want to go from, you know, the Kentucky side to down to the bottom side and you want to spend a, you know, you'd need a lot of time. You've got to pretty much get in your mind when you go there, I'm going to either focus on this or this and stick with it or you will not. Well, I don't know how many miles I put on my truck each time I fish that lake. It's horrible. Um, now I've done well on that lake, but I hate the logistics of fishing that lake. That's my least favorite lake to fish. It's even long though. I think when you're in a big boat, I mean, you know, you can burn up an hour on a run real fast on Kentucky Lake, Lake Barkley. Now, I mean, I've already signed up for, and I will fish the the next one that I got on the tournament there because I'm I always fish them there, but um, man, it's tough uh, driving around that place. It's a big, and place there's no good sure. road. You're you're driving back roads, and yeah, uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's good road across it across the dams, but that's that's pretty much where it stops. And pretty much after Benton, it's uh, yeah. on the Kentucky yeah. Lake side. It gets pretty wild. So. What's up? We got comments coming in and big shout out to all you guys that are out there commenting. Um, these guys appreciate that. We all appreciate that seeing you guys in the comments. It uh, means a lot to all of us um, as we play along with this thing. Um, so new, new tournament trail. We have the USA Bassin Jackson kayak trail, which um, is, is going to be new this year. It's kind of, it's kind of a local national type thing where you're going to fish five tournaments local um qualify with 250 points and then have a chance to move on to a national championship and compete against all other states that have signed up for this thing it's it's growing pretty fast um i haven't shared the amount of tournaments that have uh, locked up with this thing with you guys in the team group yet <coughs> excuse me but it's coming here real soon um how do you guys think, uh, do you guys see that as a good probability for the working man um, for something where a guy can fish that maybe doesn't have all the vacation days, fish there locally, but still get a chance to go out and compete and measure himself on a national Absolutely. Trail? Well, I, I think, honestly, it's it's kind of harder sometimes that way 
um, because you're going to be fishing against your local hammers, like bodies of water. Um, so you're going to get the cream of the crop from each of the states. And then they're going to go to another neutral body of water mm -hmm. um, that may not be within one of those areas that they fish because there's still some voids in, in the last map that I've seen um, mm -hmm. that can put everybody on a neutral body of water that it, it's going to pull the cream of the crop out of that, out of that crowd. Um, mm -hmm. But I really think it's for everybody because you can fish at Weekend Warrior, three, four hours of travel in a state, fish a Saturday event come home Sunday, unload, be ready for work on Monday. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think a lot of local levels, you can, you know, your weather, you know, your histories, it's, they're relatively going to fish the same throughout the year, whether it's pre-spawn, spawn. So you know where you're at. Um, Cause that's a big thing now. I think Florida is getting ready to spawn and I'm mm -hmm. just looking at ice. So, you yes, know, ice time frames, <laughs> yeah, time frames don't, uh, correlate a lot of times when we're traveling where mm. these fish are mentally, uh, let alone physically, um, if they're ready to uh, spawn or if they're post-spawn, if they're traveling or so I, I think these local, the local concept with a national ending is, is going to be exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. and I think it'll give, maybe give somebody, you know, that confidence to maybe take that next step to before they go out and spend the money that, uh, you know, that's on the BOS tour this year is they've upped their prices and different things. And maybe it gives that guy a little bit more confidence before he takes that plunge. Absolutely. Florida, the Florida fish are counting. Courting. Courting. Miss oh, <laughs> Jean would know. Miss Jean, Jean would know. Know. We'll be seeing pictures very soon from Miss Jean. You can guarantee you that. Um, <clears throat> with some of these, uh, some of the new rule changes, how is that going to affect, um, Matt, as you drive around the country and, and go to practice, uh, for some of these terms, do you feel like that's going to affect you any, or do you feel like, you know, it's going to be in the favor of a guy that's maybe traveling? I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't care. Um, Good deal. <laughs> I mean, I, like you, I mean, man. I don't care. I, I don't, I mean, I've, I get, I guess I'm, I don't, I get tired of the, there's always reasons and excuses why some people are winning. Everybody thinks mm -hmm. somebody's winning because of this and somebody's winning because of this. And honestly, as long as everybody's following the same rules, I really don't care. I mean, give me, right. do, if I had my choice, um, you know, I think personally, I would like to not have posted um, designated launches because I think that is one of the the background. Uh, you've got to put your work in. That's some sometimes that's where the, the the hardest work comes in to finding a good area is finding those places that. But I understand why they they're eliminating some of that. You know because mm -hmm. there's some gray area and. You know, it's hard to police that. So I, I, I really, I guess, look at it this way. You know, there's enough trails out there. There's enough. Uh, if, if you want to fish and drag your boat up a creek, which I love, that's my favorite. You mm -hmm. can go fish those kind of events. If you want to fish and use your Torquedo and, and motor around, which I love to do that, uh, there's events for that. I like a little bit of all of them, 
you know, mm-hmm. Be- because if you really, I, I am slightly, I guess, addicted to, to the competition of seeing how I can figure out stuff as opposed to other people. Not that mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I, I guess that's, that's what I like. So as long as everybody's on the same playing field and everybody's following the rules, I really don't care. I, I guess, I, I don't know if that makes any sense. So it makes absolute sense. I, I get, I am, I am literally, I try, I actually have pretty much from the end of the season until now, I've pretty much did a, a cleansing of social media paying attention during all that because i just i i needed that i needed to get my head out of that space for a while and because i wasn't enjoying it because of all that you know i'm just Mm -hmm. like everybody's just arguing and griping and i just i hated it and uh yeah but i understand a lot of the reasons why people are that way and why they Mm -hmm. they have those they're everybody's passionate about it um i am too uh but yeah you know, I look at it this way, you know, you worrying about everything that's out there. Um, I, I worry about enough of my life and my yeah. hobby isn't something I really want to add that worry to. And, and I'm, I'm talking to myself there cause I do that. I will add worry to myself through my hobby of fishing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I try to try, I got to step away from it sometimes or else I won't be doing this anymore. I, dude, that's, I, I agree with that a hundred percent because you know what, my rods have been sitting over there in their rod holder since um, November and they haven't been touched since November. And, you know, until it's time to go, you know, gets close. I don't touch them. You know, I went and took pictures for Orion the other day and with the guys I was fishing, they're like, you want fishing? No, not really. You know, I just, you need (laughs) that time, I think, to decompress. Well, it's any anything in life that you you're passionate about, you know, you can start going overboard with it. Um, mm-hmm. I've done it before, you know. You you start you push yourself too hard, and then you know you find you're not enjoying it. Um, I don't want to do that with this, you know. Yeah. And I I can see the signs of that happening in myself sometimes, and I just gotta I gotta step back, um, and and say you know that's not what I don't want to start preaching here, but, and I'm not going to, but but that's not what (laughs) defines me. And I think a lot of times we get into the, the idea that what we do in our hobbies and what we do in our free time and what we do in our, uh, in our life, in our worldly life is what defines us. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to let that take over you and make you miserable. So. Yeah. I think the burnout is real Um, with the rule changes. I kind of had to decompress from that. Also, I kind of stepped back and I understand changes have to be made. I mean, everything that people do on a, we'll say professional level um, Mm -hmm. when we talk about this, whether it's sports hunting, you know, there's always different regulations or, or different rules or a a change of, of, of the norm. Um, It's good to see there isn't, coming closer to a norm, but like me, I've fished kayak tournaments where I've been in my kayak for five minutes and got out and leashed my kayak to me and stood in the middle of the river or up a Creek. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if that's what I want to do, I just got to find that avenue that allows me to pursue what what I want to yep. pursue. Yeah. Um, and and those may be the grassroots. Those mm -hmm. may be some of the national ones. Um, you know, we're seeing a big drive in motorized kayaks. You know, I've been with, you know, using and been with Torquedo for years now. Um, it's always been a tool. Now it's becoming a standard operating, you know, mm -hmm. you're seeing kayaks designed to, to fit a lot of this stuff. But those kayaks are also, you know, used for normal everyday use. So yeah. for me, I, I find myself going back. It, it, I have a lot of support when I travel, but coming back home and just getting on the water at a local event even if it's only for a couple hours, because I can go fish a local event and still be back here and leave the event early and come back and work the restaurant. Um, so those are my decompression modes that I really don't have to worry about rules because I'm not out there to win the tournament. I'm out there for the fellowship. Um, you know, I saw one of the comments you put up earlier, like I absolutely love being on the water with Phil mm -hmm. um, as much as he says, I meant I mentor them. They mentor me. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see, I see a drive in myself and I can see the spiral out of the burnout, but watching, you know, my local guys and the guys I fish with here, it's, uh, it's reviving, but it's, it's reviving because I know that's the, that's the passion I had when I was fishing local and I'm just fortunate enough to fish on the national, the national trail side of things. Um, but coming home, I say, whether it's in West Virginia, Ohio, like, I mean, I fished so many local trails, whether it was kayak fishing, Ohio, whether it was MSKA, uh, I mean, Pennsylvania has kayak anglers, which is spread mm. out through Ohio. They're well over 300 members with five different chapters. I can fish every weekend in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. within five hours of my house. Um, now I'm in a corner of Pennsylvania, so getting over to the other side of the state, but even within three hours, there's probably a tournament every day on a weekend that I yep. can find. So that's the reset button for me is fishing that local water. and it, It's not chasing a trophy fish or the bucket list fishery, but I consider some of the fisheries we have here bucket list. So, I mean. Now, now talking about getting back home, fishing local water. And I know this is important for both of you because I've seen the pictures. How much do you enjoy? And I know I enjoy it. Just grabbing a couple rods sometimes headed to the small water and just dragging your boat around with family. Matt, I know you take your kids out a lot and you guys will hit the creeks at Russell. I mean, you, you get into it too. And I love me and my wife will just go and she'll find a shade tree and read. And I've got nothing mm -hmm. but like two rods and a small tackle box. Those are some of the best times. I mean, is that where you something you guys really enjoy and, oh, yeah. and can decompress that way and just love fishing? Yep. Um, well, it, today, um, Jackson, they shared, you know, the trip to Panama and me catching the rooster. <laughs> that is probably my personal favorite individual fish catch that I caught. Mm -hmm. But this year, as you talk about, I had the Jackson take two with my daughter in it. And from cast to catch, he landed a citation size smallmouth for Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I netted it, but that that's my favorite catch overall of the year because it's the time I get to spend with my family. So not only do they support what I do, they're with me 
when I'm not on the national end or being super competitive, but it's even like taking, I've taken an employee that we had just scared of the river. Hey, sit in this Liska, it's stable, kick back, mm -hmm. relax and float with the river. So it's introducing, I get to introduce people to it. Um, and like my oldest daughter has a bug for it. Dad, we going fishing. Dad, can we go mm -hmm. kayaking to where, you know, I have a, a local dealer that supports me on their kayak fishing team. Well, she became an honorary kayak fishing team member, Jersey kayak and all, you know, mm -hmm. from those to support us locally because they saw her love for it. And when we go, it's not about the iPad or the, the phone or it's not about school. It's just about time. Mm -hmm. um, I value time more than anything else in life. So, um, you know, it's the time to be with somebody, the time to just sit back and relax, decompress. Um, those are the things that this this sport or this hobby, this this little little bit of time has offered me to just spend time with, whether it be Matt, Jody Queen, my wife, my my daughters, they're there with me. Even even my sponsors have spent hours on the water mm -hmm. with. Absolutely. So, I mean, you got to admit, though, it's it's really cool that these boats can take us just from the national, like go fish a national tournament on Kentucky Lake and then be in a creek that's probably no wider than 15 feet or less. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's awesome. It's just cool where these boats can go. And, you know, you don't have to do either or. I mean, you yep. can, you can literally find something in a kayak. I think that you can just look, oh, yeah. whether it's reading a book or. And that's something about Jackson, something about Jackson that I love is we've got a wide price range to get mm -hmm. somebody into a quality, comfortable, stable, usable platform. I mean, the bite is an incredible, incredible boat. The stacks is a great mm -hmm. boat to, you know, um, so we have the, we have such a wide portfolio of boats that we can put people in that, you know, that's really something that for me, you know, I've been a part of Jackson since, uh, I don't even remember at this point, but it's been, been a long time a now. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's always been one of those deals where I've always feel like no matter who I come across out on the water, you know, they may see me out there in my decked out NAR and they're like, dude, that's awesome. But I can literally point them to a boat that we have that that will work for them and for their mm -hmm. budget. And, um, you know, and it's going to be a quality boat that they can use. So. You know, that's not saying that there aren't other brands that have that too, but I'm representing a company that has that. And I know the people mm -hmm. that are behind it and I know that that's what their heart is. So I'm proud to be a part of that. Um, and, and have been for a long time. So, you know, that's, that's one thing we have is, you know, the grassroots, mm -hmm. we got a lot of good boats for that type of stuff. Well, yeah. And it doesn't just, like I said, it doesn't really stop with just like, okay, you guys have fishing boats. 
No. no. We have whitewater <laughs> boats. And what, what a lot of people don't even probably realize is we have an we entire have selection of recreation. We have what? They're, they're out there we, somewhere. They're, they, they keep them at the factory on the, on the dark side. Oh. You have to kind of walk around okay. the left side, and then <laughs> that's where they're at. But, um, you know, we have an entire recreational line that, you know, we, we really don't do a whole lot with as far as promotional stuff because, I mean, it's – it's just recreational about the Rivy, uh, the journey. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, recreational boats that we have that, you know, can meet a whole different set of needs. It's really pretty incredible. There's yep. literally a boat for every seat. There is. Everybody's uh, butt will fit in one of them. Yeah. And, and it's funny, as you talk about that, there's recreational boats that, as a family man, I mm -hmm. purchased a take two. And I took the take two. My daughter's eight. I can throw her in the front and we can go paddle and, and, and have fun and enjoy the day. I know it's safe. It's a big, um, stable recreational platform. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the way Jackson designed it, it's it's, it's coming up on one of my favorite fishing rigs. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a big rig guy, like the OG mm -hmm. big rig, because I feel that it will it will float on wet grass. And I'm a river fisherman, so shallow water draft is is key to me. That take two is is amazing because is. I can put two seats in it, take my family, even my I both my kids are 45 pounds soaking wet, but I could put both of them in there, know it's stable, they can jump off, they can swim, and then in the next week I can put on my my motor, put on my graphs, put in two J crates limited rigging and be out on a national trail with it. That's what I fished, you know, the Bassmaster uh, kayak classic with last year. So, you know, it, the platforms, there's something for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a budget for everybody too. When they see the, the take two completely rigged out, wow, that's expensive. No, here's the actual market price on it. And yeah. you can put your trolling motor. It's on your John boat right on here for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm always amazed that we have so many options, and a lot of times that is budget driven because mm -hmm. this, this sport is not, as we say, national trail. We're all still working men and mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're working class. Um, there's very few people that have committed full time responsibility to this, um, and the majority of us hold a job um, mm -hmm. somewhere so you know that that budget-friendly kayak is and we're not even as budget-friendly kayak i don't think i think you're getting more bells and whistles mm -hmm. with, with them than than you would think yeah i think the take two is is an awesome platform it's it's very un. it's one of those it's a sleeper i mean i you know i don't think a lot of people really realize what that boat is capable of and like russell how do you when you compare it to the big rig i mean what are your thoughts i mean you've got a really open concept not as much internal not as any internal storage really so when you kind of compare and contrast those two what do you what's your pros and cons on them um, what would you so, tell somebody so so for me I, I find a lot of people that um like on the on the river i grew up well the we grew up on and 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 I'm on a lot. 
there's a lot of canoers. Mm -hmm. So it's that two person, three person setup, but everybody hates paddling a 17 foot canoe by themselves. Right. So, you know, to take that and say, this is that setup for you because you can take two or three people on this take two adult and two kids. And then next week when you're with the buddies, you can throw the Orion 45 in the front or in the rear, a, a, a tackle crate, and the boat still floats in three inches of water or, you know, very small draft. Um, it becomes universal for the everyday needs mm-hmm. instead of just uh, locking in on a fishing platform because they see my gnar and see me pedaling upstream in the river or something along that lines. It's something that's that's achievable for the everyday person. Yep. Um, I I think the internal storage for my overnight camping, I just have to pack different. But mm-hmm. the the external open floor plan allows me to put the biggest of storage crates for anything that I may need to that, you know, for two or three days overnight on mm-hmm. the river. Um, and that's from food, stoves, tents, camping gear. Um, it's it's there. Um, oh, yeah. It's definitely the sleeper boat on the Jackson fleet right now. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it for camping because, you know, I, when I, when we go camping as a family, um, you know, I've got a, I've got a truck with a topper and I'm towing a camper. I'm taking usually six people. Um, what's nice is I got, I can throw that boat on my top of my truck. Um, and, and that takes care of two people that want to go out, you know, yep. And then I can, uh, I've got another, another kayak. I've got an inflatable from NRS that I throw in the kayak canoe all, or the, the camper all the time that is in there. And if I want to, if we, ha- we need room, but then I can throw one of my other Jacksons. Usually it's usually if I'm camping, I'm taking that Liska. I think once I get it set up, it's going to be that Kusa X is going to be the boat. That's going to be riding mm-hmm. up there with that take two, but you can, you can, you can haul, for me, it gives me that opportunity to take more people out, um, and it'll handle two big people. <laughs> it's not it's not a boat that you can that you have to just say, well, I can take my daughter. You know, me and any of you two can get in it and and then have a good day out on the water. So, um, and you know, and Russell and I both are probably some of the worst that you'll ever see as far as taking too much crap. Uh, when we go fishing, um, and I don't, and I don't really hold, I really don't apologize for it. I just, I enjoy all that stuff with me just cause I like to have it with me, you know, but I got that ability in that boat. Um, it's, it, it'll haul it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just your choice. So now, my kids love it when they get their friends, they grab that, that take two and take off two paddles two life jackets and they're having fun they're swimming off of it they're you know they have fun in it now here's here's the real question because you've both said it and i still have two in storage here at the house the liska i'm gonna get like a liska bell for doc talk because every episode the liska comes up and every time somebody says liska i'm gonna ring that bell um do you feel like when you look at the kusa x like i've looked at the kusa x do you feel like, you know, that that could fade the love for the Liska? Uh, it's a hard question because look, it looks good. I mean, it, topo views, it's just like, mm. 
I, I guess when I, you get to side by side, side mm -hmm. by side, there's so many similarities that it's it's scary because bit. I have I have a love for my list guy. Like oh, it's deep. Me too. It, it's deep. Um, it's deep. Probably my favorite Jackson boat ever. Yeah. I can't say that. And I'm actually, my favorite Jackson boat ever would be the Kilroy DT. Um, and that's really odd for a lot of people, but I'm a paddler by heart and that boat flies. I can mm -hmm. get it places where I can't get other boats upstream going through skinny water. Um, that's probably my all time favorite, but the Liska, um, the fact that I use a motor, 99% mm -hmm. of the times I use internal storage, 99% mm -hmm. of the times um, I'm looking for a very simple, if you see me on a river, I'm in more trees than I am in the middle of the river. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in nasty stuff. Um, and the Liska allowed me to have that very basic two rods on the deck, four rods in the boat, mm -hmm. everything low compact right behind the seat, nothing real crazy. And it's a low profile. That low profile is what I think made it such a killer boat. Yeah. I think Aliska would have been a little bit more popular, but we had very, very popular <laughs> boats when Aliska was brought out. So mm -hmm. I don't think Aliska got the love that it truly deserves um, because we had some other popular boats come out. Mm -hmm. um, now, the Kusa X, it has all the things that I need out of my Aliska with some new engineering that. I want to put it in some places where I'm going to get in trouble because there was mm -hmm. a few places that I feel like I couldn't put my Liska because I knew it was going to get me in trouble because of that lower profile. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I, I think it's going to replace it. I know uh, where you're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I do stupid stuff. Um, and it's not stupid. It's just what I'm comfortable with. I'm a river rat. Uh, mm -hmm. born born a river rat and i i will be a river rat for the rest of my life um, me too and and those those situations are when you get comfortable in a boat um i was never comfortable in a mayfly for for a river but i know guys that love the mayfly for the river mm -hmm. um but the liska was special and i think this kusa x is the way the hall's designed is going to give me a few things you know knowing jameson isn't too much smaller than me Mm -hmm. And watching that bow rise come through some of this this white water shoot um, out of the water is the best yes. way to describe it. Um, that that in, ensures me that you know Jamison's two twenty, I'm two seventy. That fifty pounds isn't going to matter. Not fifty on that pounds, note. In a, fifty pounds in Alaska mattered a little bit. So mm -hmm. um, I'm yeah, excited if, to get you, it. The Liska almost had like a hybrid paddleboard feel to it a little bit for people that haven't been on it i mean it wasn't a paddleboard but it also was it was like riding this line somewhere between paddleboard and kayak i think is the best mm -hmm. way to describe that profile because you always felt like you were on top of it really well yeah yeah i think the other thing with the list i liked was where the floor it wasn't a wet rod but when i stood i felt like my feet were at water level so mm -hmm. it was a very, very great standing platform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was because it's a short stature boat, like it's shallow. It was a little bit harder to get up, but with the Jackson, you know, standing assist strap, I can pop up and 
I'd have to use a strap to sit back down because 270 coming down is, is a little bit a little bit much. But that's what's intriguing me about the mm -hmm. the Kusa is it has a raised floor, but mm -hmm. it still seems like it's on the water level where the seat's a little bit higher with our new seat seat setup. I think it's going to allow me to do everything I need to do on a river. I'm excited about that tank well in the back. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah, and it really that. mirrors it really mirrors the gargantuan Liska tank well, which is something we all ended up loving about that boat, little yep. boat. Yep. I, I think in the planning process that was the the big thing. We fought for that. Yeah, <laughs> we fought for that one. Um <laughs> because there's a lot of use back air mm -hmm. that uh a geometrical shape would have lost. Um mm -hmm. and and for that being said, when you come through some of those rapids, that slanted angle also throws that water straight out the back if it shoots through your boat um, mm, yep. because it has that nice little rise. Um, because I've been in places where white water has hit me in my chest. Um, mm. and, and I think this boat is going to rise and not go through it, but be on top of it. Uh, I'm liking yep. what I see. Um, Chris Funk's videos have just been like, watch yeah, over and over and over again. They're all right on spot. Um, so I think it's going to be that great turn to, to take, take a little bit of my heart at the Liska though. Yep. Now let's just say, let's just hypothetically say if there was ever to be another Liska, it, I mean, I think if my input was cherished, it would be the same boat as the Kusa X but the bow would be different. You know, it, it wouldn't have the same bow. It would go back to more, maybe a more pointed bow like the Liska had. Um, did you take the profile down just a little bit, you know, to get that knock off, maybe some of that wind shear for flat water, um, you know, when the wind blows. Yeah. But I mean, layout wise, when you look at the plan view of the boats, I feel like it'd be the same. I don't think I would want to change very much. Yeah. Um, the One nose of the boat. Yeah. No, you you go ahead. Uh, the nose of the boat plays a lot in those situations. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, we there's no way to combat wind when we're in a a hundred pound boat mm -hmm. and the wind's blowing twenty mile an hour. It there's no you're going to fight it. Um, but the paddling concept of when you look at the history of Jackson, of what they know about the halls, and when they say, okay, we're going to plan a riverboat. Then you start looking at some of their whitewater stuff and they're like, oh, well, this doesn't look far from this. And somebody just mm -hmm. ran a four minute green mile in a boat that was similar to this for speed um, and they stayed dry. Mm -hmm. Well, this is why they did it. So it, we're fortunate to have a very, very strong backbone in whitewater because it pushes those river boats to understand the current. Um, yep. yeah. understand eddies and, and what the wrong wrong geometry of the boat will do. Um, mm -hmm. There's some boats out there, you go into an eddy and it's it gets scary. Um, Sketchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, that's if, if my buddy Bill is watching, I mean, we ran um, McKee's Half Falls, which is on the Susquehanna River, at a level that we knew we shouldn't have been running and i saw the whole bottom of his mayfly but he remained in the seat 
Um, those are the things that I don't think other boats would have, mm-hmm. have taken um, very well. I can't name too many other brand boats that as I'm watching water go in one side of his boat and come out the other and then see the whole every scupper on the bottom of the Mayfly, every scupper on the bottom of the Mayfly <laughs> while I'm next to him and him come out of it. Um, th- those are testaments to what they're building these boats for. Yeah. You've seen the you've seen every scupper on the bottom of my uh, big rig FD too, though. But that was in a different situation. <laughs> is that is that when you were Superman and back and? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that one. But I will never forget that one either. So. No, never in a million years. No, I think. Hey, you one thing I want to say. Okay, go ahead. Real quick, we're talking about our love for different Jackson boats, and I and I mm-hmm. this is awesome, but. I have a renewed love after we got the new flex drive. Mm-hmm. When I put, when I put that flex drive in my bite FD, mm-hmm. I have a whole new appreciation for that boat. Big, uh, made, river, it, yeah. made it, Rocket. made, made it one of it. Now, if I, if I'm fishing an event, an event where I have to use my pedals and it's in moving water, that boat's mm-hmm. going that that boat is awesome. It crawls upstream. Yes, it's crazy. It's, it's just uh, that drive is awesome. I it, love our drive now. Yeah, the new drive, especially river fishing. You know, being able to run shallow, it's deep. It it's it's instantaneous response, whether mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. forward or reverse whether you're going down and you come across a sandbar, it pops up out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's rivers out there that you might be in a sandbar one minute and then come up on some eelgrass. I don't have to worry about too many things. I reach down, clear my prop, float through the eelgrass, put it back down and go about my way. But putting it on that bite, um, that made that World thing a rock. Yeah, it no. definitely woke that boat up. Now, I think, you know, talking about the new drive, it takes me back to, you know, the first time I sat in the NAR with the new drive with nothing else in the NAR but my own body. And I took the first few pedals and literally felt the bow just lift. And you could tell that that drive had so much more torque and was so much faster. And you were looking at a completely different animal. I mean, just right out of the gate. Did you guys have an experience like that as well? Yeah, we were together. (laughs) We were together. (laughs) Um, and being together, like both of us just looked at each other and was like, whoa, like he this went off. We wanted. Yeah, yeah, this is exactly what we wanted. The, the, and, and I'm talking the first time, very limited gear in the yeah. boat, uh, an unknown body of water. Conditions weren't great. Horrible conditions. Yeah, it's uh, but when you get in it and took the first couple pedals, it was like. I looked at him and he looked at me and we just smiled and we knew (laughs) that was it. It Um, was instant, man. Yeah. And that's what he went doing donuts to the left. I went doing donuts to the right and playing with the steering and like it all came together because me and Matt during those six, seven, eight, 13 hour drives, Mm -hmm. we'll sit there and talk about, man, I really wish. I wish we we had had this. had this. this yeah and that wish list was crossed off 
in these boats that we have now. Yeah. Like the Kusa X, the wish list of the things that we wanted out of a riverboat, it's on that boat. What we wanted out of the NAR, what we wanted out of the pedal draft, it's mm -hmm. right there. So I think it's a, a good response of the team that we have at Jackson. Um, and that team is compiled of every different style angler from fly fishermen to, mm -hmm. to saltwater fishermen to big body water to creek fishermen. But the backbone of it is the performance of the boat. So they're learning how to put the performance on the bottom and what we want on the top. And it's molding something amazing. Yeah. And I, I think you're starting to, you know, when you go back and you look at the group pages, you're, you're starting to see it. You know, people are, yeah. people are chiming in and they're going, I didn't know this drive. This drive is amazing. You guys, you guys have knocked this one out of the park. You know, seeing a lot of posts about the NAR here lately. It's just like, like this boat's amazing. You're seeing a lot of people there at the end of the year, we ran the 15, 25% off sales and a lot of people picked it up and they're just like, Oh my gosh, this boat's awesome. Um, and then the Kusa X here is spring comes into the fold. People are going to be talking. I mean, yep. those river guys, they're going to give it a chance. They're going to get in it, take it for a spin. And it's going to be, it's going to create its next version of the Kusa legacy. Yep. That's exactly what it's going to create. Um, but it, it's funny, you know, you, you, you have the, the standard drives, the workforces that, that we weren't in the, the runnings with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I fished a national event and we were in some backwater for a launch and, you know, just seeing that we're improving because two years before that with the original flex drive, I wouldn't lean on my boat too much, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they took in consideration. We needed some changes. And when those changes come, I'm not the last one out to shoot no more. I'm leading. Oh, yeah. um, it, it's it's fast. It it's comfortable. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's everything that I need. Yeah. And I think if you, you know, it, you really just even halfway and around, you know, if you're just out playing around fishing with some buddies on the local lake, I mean, and you're kind of pedaling or paddling out together. It's like, you have to, yeah, kind of check yourself a little bit with the NAR and like, you'll wind your buddy pretty quick. If you're, if you're pedaling the NAR side by side, with a different boat yep it's uh i've been i i'm definitely one of the ones that and this i mean as as we're on a live video i have multiple jackson boats if you're in my area come try one same um, here that, that goes yep. for the gentleman on the bottom and same with chad um if you got questions reach out and ask us um yep. it, it it doesn't have to be uh because we know you, um, I'll just give you my honest opinion. If you're looking for a NAR for a creek boat, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're looking for a certain budget, I can I can help you with that too. Um, but we also know you know can find local dealers the the website. Um, uh, Dominic, so to answer your question, Jody McGregor has a NAR mm -hmm. in uh, California. I don't know exactly which part of California she's in but she is probably your um, go-to pick on that or Jim Salmons. Mm -hmm. But uh, try these boats out. Um, you know, they are investments. They're just not small purchases. Um, mm -hmm. They're investments. Get in time. Uh, take mine out without anything on it. Take mine out fully rigged. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's why we do this, because if it wasn't for somebody allowing me to try theirs, uh, 
I wouldn't have the love love for that. I might have bought a, a big box store kayak and been completely uncomfortable with a sore back and never stepped foot in this boat again. Um, but try try a couple of them out. Uh, just don't lock yep. in the one. I, I say that all the time. Try as many as you can. But if you see me on the side of a bank somewhere and we're not in the middle of a tournament, take my boat and give it a try because I'm going to try yours also. Um, yep. But I think that goes for almost everybody on it on yeah. that I yeah. fish with. Any of us, any of us that you see, and especially us factory team guys, if if you ever are in our area and want to try to boat, most of us have plenty to uh, let you try. We would be uh, glad to got let a you whole try. whole garage I loan out anytime anybody. We save them. It, it, we, the only time we I just don't store them. I, I I am picky with my tournament rig because I'm usually traveling with it. But other than that, you can use it, but I usually won't let you take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys are in our area too, and you 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 never been in a kayak, um, and we're, you want to try it out, um, a lot of us fish local tournaments, have multiple boats. Um, you know, we all have kind of the same rules and our rules in a kayak thing. If you're going to be in a boat, you're going to have a life jacket on. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the safety aspect of it. Um, not that we blow over it, but a lot of us are very very passionate about safety. Um, you know, I'm one of the guys that I will fish year round up here if the water's open. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, if you want to fish a tournament locally, you can come grab one of my boats. I'll give one to you. Just bring it back. Um, but try it out and enjoy yourself. Um, question from the crowd, Dominic, Joanne, um, PA 14 with the 1103 or 10, 1103 versus the NAR with the 1103. What do you guys think? They're speed very wise. similar speed-wise. I yeah. fish a lot with uh, – I fish with – a lot of my people I fish with in these tournaments are using an 1103 with a Torquedo – or with a with the Hobie uh, 360 PA-14. Uh, um, they're neck and neck as far as with the Torquedo. Um, both are – I'd say, honestly, the, the NAR is even easier – to rig than any boat I've ever rigged with a motor. So, mm -hmm. and then pedal to pedal, I would say drive to drive the NAR is, is a slightly faster. faster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just okay. Um, so I'm going to look at it from a different aspect. So the PA 14 plain Jane and the NAR plain Jane, um, a lot of very similar features, a lot of features that may be water dependent of what mm -hmm. you're fishing. Um, but when you come up to the rigability of it, um, there's more products out there that I can rig on my NAR than I can on a PA 14. And I did, and I'm speaking from experience because I ran a PA 14, um, for a while just to make sure that I can safely can compare the two because that is a very common question. Um, and I prefer my NAR over my PA-14 um, and simply because where we fish a lot of weeds, um, I, I just feel that it handles in situations better for me um, and I feel more stable in it. Um, and when I say that, I'm out on Lake Erie in five and six foot waves. Um, mm. So um, it's my big water boat. But yep. as far as once you get them rigged, they're neck and neck uh, speed-wise. 
minor things are going to be, you know, if you watch any of Jeff Little's videos, changing yeah. where you put your weight and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that can all get you tenths of miles an hour. Um, but is it all day comfort that you're looking for sitting up on the front of the bow of your boat? Yeah. Um, you know, I would say mm-hmm. if you're looking for speed with the 1103, the take two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, is it does get seven miles an hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and talking about weighing out your stuff, uh, that was an exercise that I went through um, last year with my NAR and, and some different things. I, I really looked at everything I had. And I think if you want to maximize your performance in any of these kayaks, you you could think about doing this. I, I think it's a great exercise personally having done it, go through and weigh everything, everything in your crate, every rod, every reel, every battery that you have, weigh it, weigh your gear, just tenfold. You will be surprised what you will start to cut. You will be surprised about what you keep. And I guarantee you, no matter what kayak you are in, what brand, it doesn't matter. If you start moving weight around and distributing it and, and cutting the fat from it, you will be impressed. Yep. Don't matter what brand of boat you're in. If Absolutely. if you get into the nuts and bolts and balance the thing, you will be you will be impressed. And Matt, you're the perfect example because you spend a lot of time on your boats getting them right, just like you said, you were keeping your NAR. You spent a lot of time on that NAR to make sure every aspect of that NAR was where you wanted it. Yeah. So that is one thing I think we would all encourage you guys to do is, is really take some time in your setup and weigh it out. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta realize these, these boats aren't tailor built for you, but you can tailor build them for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Every one of these kayaks can be for you. You just have to tailor it around that. So, you know, make sure the boat boat is customizable, Mm -hmm. making sure it fits your weight limits, making sure that it's, it's not too heavy, not too light, um, that it fits your needs. You know, that, that may take you from a NAR to, to another boat because mm-hmm. it didn't fit your needs. Cause you know, you can't lift the weight of the NAR consecutively day after day. Cause you have back problems, mm-hmm. but right. we have other stable when you're looking at it for stability, but we have other stable boats in the stable mm-hmm. uh, here at Jackson that will fit those needs that are customizable to your needs. So, you, nobody's going to buy a boat and not do something to it. Yeah. And when I say something, it's not just a sticker from Orion or a sticker from Z-Man, a stick, sticker from Torquedo. It's the alteration of putting a power pole or something like that on there. So mm-hmm. when you make those choices, you got to look at all that stuff. And, you know, I have the money to buy the bite right now, but in six months when I want to put a, power pull on it because I know I can budget this, does it allow me to do that? And the answer is yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I always look at that, you know, anchors, like, can I run an anchor off the front? Can I run it off the rear? Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, as the last few boats that came out from Jackson are collective efforts from a team, team. Um, each one of those team members put information in that might not be perfect for you. That's something you thought of, but I think we not left left enough rigability yes. um, in there to to, to get everybody's needs. Now, as we're as we're kind of winding this thing down, um, 
I know you guys both have got some stuff that you do on the side. Um, and I'll let you guys talk about some of the foundational. I, yeah, I guess we could call it foundational work or um, building within the community um, that you'll be doing out on the trail this year. And I'll kind of let Matt start with uh, with your mission that you take out on the road with you. Kind of tell people about that, yeah. and what some of the things you'll be doing. So um, myself and a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Cody Prather, uh, we kind of started really doing these fellowship meetings on all the trails that we're at. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue that as long as I possibly can. I, it's something I really am uh, uh, led to do uh, basically at uh, any of the events that I'm at and any of the events that I can get somebody that would, that even if I'm not there, I'm going to try to get it organized to where somebody could do it. I just have a fellowship meeting where we do a little Bible study and, and just talk about life and uh, just, just, talk uh it's it's a lot of fun it doesn't uh it's not deep it's not uh it can be as deep as you want to take it but uh you know it's just something i feel like the lord has put me in this spot and uh, i feel led to to keep that going and uh and i've gotten a lot of support from everybody out there that's you know that's encouraged me to keep doing that and you know it's the lord's really working through that not through me but i mean through me but not it's not because of me but uh so i'm going to continue that as long as i can and uh basically uh this year i have plans to uh really do a little bit of traveling to different shops uh and uh, do some seminar type things uh once once the weather clears and i can get the kayak out maybe uh, you know, I'll be working with Jameson and uh, Dustin on uh, planning some things with uh, some of these uh, fun stops and uh, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing to uh, just get out and uh, talk about kayak fishing uh, and tournament fishing and just all of the love that we got for these boats. So that's what it's in store for this year. But, uh, you know, I've got a lot of great sponsors with Jackson being up uh, one of them and uh you know they're uh, they enable me to do this, and uh, I really appreciate the support that they've given me over the years. And I'm I'm proud to be a part of it, and proud to be able to put my input in some of these products uh, with with some of my fellow anglers. So I'm really excited about that. All right, Russell. Well, um, so we opened up the restaurant. We have three tournament trails here, and there are going to be stops here at the restaurant where. It's going to be just like that, Um, you know, bring people in, make sure we got a nice safe spot for the weigh-ins, stuff like that. We're going to support as much as we can um, and try to be non one of those uh, non-fishing sponsors. Uh, We give away a few few free meals um, and just support the trails that are around us. Um, I'm going to continue to work with, you know, some different uh, dealers. We're going to try to set up some seminars. Uh, we it's boat show season, so I know I have one uh, coming up with the River's Edge Canoe and Kayak here, uh, right outside of Pittsburgh. I want to be available for you know to talk about the new model kayaks as we bring them in. Um, I'm also going to look at you know reaching out to with Jameson and them doing some fun stop stuff. But what I want to do is I just want to pop up at some of these unfamiliar places to me um, and 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 do some fishing. So. When they're doing fun stops down in the Gulf, I want to go catch a redfish. Never caught a red. Um, mm-hmm. Never caught a trout. Uh, well, saltwater trout. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's going to be just to go and, and meet and let people know that 
you don't have to have a one ton truck, a trailer and everything else like this. We can, we can put it on the top. I drive a minivan, uh, throw it on the top of a minivan and, and go on and, and explore. Um, so my, my thing this year is just to let people know you can do it. Uh, let people know how to do it and be there for whatever reasons that they may have questions about it. Um, but I'm going to use my sponsors, whether it's fishing online, Torquedo, um, to use it as as leverage to talk about it um, and just be available as much as I can for anybody out there. Good stuff, guys. Now, fishing tournament season, obviously, for kayak fishing is going to be starting on Saturday. So with that being said, as we, I'm going to do something that we've never done. Um, it's going to be a different closeout. Matt, I want you to your every before every tournament, you uh, you thank the Lord and pray for everybody's safety. So, tournament season starting this Saturday. Do it for the year, man. I'd now love I'm to. Let you, I'm gonna let you close this thing I, out. I appreciate it, dear <laughs> Heavenly Father. I just come to you today, and I just ask that you would look over this coming season. I ask that you would just watch over the, every tournament on the trails, Lord the local trails, the the national trails, all the tournament directors, Lord. I just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to to enjoy your creation, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would watch over watch over the anglers to and from the the, the tournaments and, and everywhere they go, Lord. We just thank you for your creation. We thank for for the beauty that you give us, Lord. And and just help us to take time to stop and just realize the beauty that you give us in each and everything we do. Lord, I just thank you for the family and the that we've gained through this sport. And I just ask, Lord, that you would help us to be a light to others and just show them, Lord, your love through the sport of kayak fishing. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Much love.